Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast, episode 55, The Last of Us Part 2, with me, George, and as always joined by Tom, Joel, to my Billy Joel and my achy, breaky heart. How's it going? Oh, I, I don't know. I should pull you up on that there. Why? What's wrong with Billy Joel? An achy, breaky heart. Yeah. Billy Joel was the piano man, wasn't he? Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, well, either which way. It was... Uh... I well, feel bad now for doing that. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's not like me to get something wrong. Uh, <laughs> I feel the producer will leave it in to make you look good, so that's how we roll. Uh, let's give him a rundown Absolutely. of how things go. It's uh, the feature this week, Tom, is going to be a Last of Us uh, 2 sort of uh, deep dive and a refresh of the story for all those who don't want to dust off their PS3 or PS4 remastered copy and want to go straight in. Uh, so we're going to kick off with a little bit of news. Interesting news, Tom. There's some Sega news in there. Ah. Uh, then that aforementioned feature. Then we're going to slide into the new releases as Stingray belts up the drive. You can't kill him. No one can. And then I'm going to finish the show where we ask each other what we're hoping to play. But as always, as always, we start with what you. Hang on a minute. It's part of the law now, the ever-living law. Don't you dare, don't you dare, Odders. is for one forever. Grip that wheel, Odders. He's been out, he's been down the garage this week, Tom, so he's got back in his, uh, what did he have, Mondeo? Yeah. Yeah. He's got back in his Mondeo, he's gripped that wheel. It's a little hot in the sun. He's probably took off the first three levers of his hand. <laughs> Grip that wheel, Odders. Tom. What have you been playing? Uh, this week, I've finished The Last of Us, uh, ready to play part two. Ooh, quite, questions, quite questions, questions. Uh, I'll not talk too much about that because the features about it, really. So, yeah, I didn't find that. I remember that tunnel we talked about last week, um, the highway tunnel yeah. that takes you to the hospital. Yeah. Uh, I didn't find either of those sections overly troubling. Really? It gets, li- gets a little hard at the end where the guys have the assault rifles and they can bring you down quite quick. But In the, the hospital? Tunnel, yeah, mm. but the tunnel overall was just felt like I had loads of resources, especially for hard mode. Really? Maybe it just conserved a lot over the course of the game. But yeah, just a few petrol bombs and bone arrow. Um, if I remember, there's, it's the... There's some clickers down there, isn't there? And there's a bloater yeah, as well. Yeah, there's, I think there's two bloaters. Um, but yeah, it just for hard mode, it wasn't overly difficult. All uh, right, okay. Well, uh, what else have you been playing? Uh, we've been uh, tackling Streets of Rage again, progressing a bit more on that. Just trying to clear the arcade. I think we've been up to like stage nine now, so we're getting ever closer to finishing it in one run on one set of lives uh modern warfare um Warzone. see bobby's platinum that by the way what streets of rage yeah god yeah that's imp- that is impressive that's not an easy feat no. um tell me some more about this Warzone, cod Warzone night you've been playing 
yeah, uh, that's uh, it's always good fun, but it just feels like we need to we need to freshen up that map a bit now. It's getting a little bit stale. Uh, plays really well still, and um, it, it's still got the like a little addictive. I'll have one more go, one more drop. But yeah, it just feels like everyone really knows that map quite well now, and they know sort of the best areas to like walk in with a circle and sort of good positions to be in and yeah it just needs a, a change of face now is this I, is this your bottom lip coming out because you don't know the best places to go and therefore you keep getting owned <laughs> no we don't do too bad we're not amazing but we still enjoy it who's this we who are you who are you having dalliances online with your little snake just me my uh my pals you're not willing to give them the limelight, are you, as always? No. Okay, no. fair enough. I'm they a celebrity. Yeah, I am. Seemingly you, work for last, uh, seemingly you work for Naughty Dog as well. I, I do, yeah. Unbelievable. Side, side brunch. <laughs> they call me in when they want some uh, excellent writing for the story. Okay, well. Bring the law up to my level. Really? Right. <laughs> Speaking okay. of Call of Duty, I played World War Two as well. Uh, the the Call of Duty World War Two game that was part of the PlayStation Plus early Get release as well. Back to the fatherland, I know. Maybe they're trying to atone. I liked last week's, last month's releases of uh, Farming Simulator 19 and uh, City Skylines, but I know yeah, a lot of the uh, I know a lot of the fans didn't. So yeah, maybe they're they, trying they... to atone for their sins by slapping COD World War Two in their face and hard delivering. Battlefront 2, Star Wars Battlefront 2, straight to the hard drive. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's quite good considering I bought it a few months ago, but never mind. More people to enjoy the online with. Uh, what else? Yeah, there was, going back sorry, to the World War II Call of Duty, uh, the opening and intro and, and the graphics of the D-Day landing are fantastic. I, I recommend you just download it just for that first mission. It's really well put together. Mm. The, the characters are like very band of brother ish uh the way you meet on the ship at the start and then you um it's quite a cool section where you drag in one of them and you've only got your pistol and it's all very call of duty but it just feels a little bit better than a lot of their previous campaigns uh and i'm quite interested to see well we know where it goes if you've if you've watched any world war two movies series read any books i think you know the rough route of the, the journey they go on uh after landing at normandy but i think uh that's the thing that'd be quite good so okay. looking forward to trying a bit more of that nice how about you um what have i been doing um stranded deep the desert island game have you been streaming any of that, or are you just sort of going? No, ready to if just, I had uh, my if it? I had my wits about me, I should really be streaming it because uh, I hear the developers are paying anyone who streams it on console right now. <laughs> but no, I don't want to do it now. I want to do it later. when you don't get paid. Yeah, when it's dead. Uh, <laughs> I've been streaming the game that needs all the help it can get to uh, get some traction in the marketplace. It's uh, Minecraft. Uh, <laughs> we had an episode. It's actually. It's actually up there called the greatest video of Minecraft ever on YouTube, no joke, where the community came together and I came together to produce possibly the the best Minecraft stream you'll ever see. There's even, I don't know if you've ever 
grace the social medias of the show, but there's even a T-shirt to commemorate what happened. Did you see that? Uh, yes, I did see that on the Discord uh, chat, which you can come along and join. Uh, the link is through Instagram, so if you follow us on Instagram, please come and get involved on the Discord and see what all the fuss is about about George's stream of Minecraft, <laughs> which is uh, which is a good watch if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, you stream every day, don't you? Even if you're not, there's people who watch it that don't even play games now, so uh, get on board. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Minecraft, we don't need to say anything about that, uh, other than to thank Bobloba, Toxis, Finster, uh, and Tanto Ninja for their assistance, and then everybody else who gets the shout-out every stream for their assistance there. But they did the science. They were the science scientists behind the uh, Manhattan Project. Uh, Stranded Deep. I've had... Uh, have I played any retro? Oh, I've been playing the original Tomb Raider. Oh, I bet that's rough. It's it's actually on PlayStation One. It's it's uh, last time I played it was on Saturn, and it was very, very, very chuggy. On PlayStation One, uh, it was actually all right. The controls take a little bit of getting used to, yeah, but once you they... once you've got them embedded, it's fine. Uh, pulled out, uh, had a chat with Bobby, uh, pulled out flashback, and that wound me up within about the space of an hour. So. DDT'd it through the floor. Um, what else have I had on? Been playing some NBA 2K on the Dreamcast. Uh, still hard as nails. I know one of our loyal listeners, Doogie, he's been having some more success with it. But uh, he sends me a message one minute saying he's had success and then the next minute he's telling me that he's been beaten. So uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's not very forgiving, Um with the fouls and with the, you know, basketballs to is obviously a non-contact sport. So it's actually takes quite a bit of finesse to play. And just so you know, um, I've obviously got stranded deep lined up, maybe possibly for some stream in the future. Hunter call of the wild 2019, not that Hunter two that you told me about with the dog, which might yeah. also be a possible buy, but it's not out yet. Um, the, um, Call of the Wild 2019 edition is uh, 15.99 on the store at the moment. So there's some good deals on the PlayStation Store that I've noticed. So I might yeah, the days of play sales on, isn't it? So yeah, some, uh, I might get that, that. But I've recently been going a little bit bulu buying retro tat on the internet. So I probably ought to ease off a little bit. Uh, other than that, I would say that's us all done. Do you want some? Uh, you ready for some news, handsome, or what? Yeah, I'll just switch to the uh, the news page. We've scoured the very darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest stories. First up, Sony ready to pull back the curtains. Sony's confirmed there'll be a PlayStation 5 game showcase next week on the 4th of June. It'll be over an hour in length. Sony has also published a teaser trailer, which features the slogan, The Future of Gaming, Tom. CEO President Jim Ryan says, I'm excited to share that we will soon give you a first look at the games you'll be playing after PlayStation 5 launches this holiday. This digital showcase will run for a bit more than an hour. For the first time, we'll be all together virtually experiencing the excitement. A lack of physical events has given us an opportunity to think differently and bring you this journey with us, hopefully closer than ever before. This is part of our 
series of PlayStation 5 updates. Rest assured, after next week's showcase, we'll still have much more to share with you. Thoughts on that, Tom? Well, yeah, it's uh, it's going to shape up to be a very busy couple of weeks, isn't it, within the industry? Because normally we'd have E3, but I think there's going to be a lot of digital events and so forth. And Sony, much rumoured event, is now a, a, an official thing. It's happening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very, very excited for that. Um, they really need to sort of come out all guns blazing, I think. I think they've fallen a bit behind in the next generation. Uh, propaganda. One would imagine yeah, if this yeah. doesn't work out for them, they'll have fallen very far behind. I think so, yeah. They've, they've definitely got like catching up to do. We haven't even seen the actual console yet. The controller looks great. So uh, we might see a little bit about more about the features. Oh, on that note, I ordered, yes. uh, <laughs> I ordered the Last of Us 2 exclusive controller. I'm not buying the console, but I'll buy the controller. I didn't know you could get it separate. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Oh, very good. Um, any reason why you wanted that? Or just I saw it flash up that there was some still available, and I thought, hmm, I haven't actually got like a game exclusive controller. I've got like yeah. a, a white one and a couple of black ones, and uh, there's a, there's the original launch PS5, PS4 controller, and then there's the PS4 Pro follow-up, which sort of moved the buttons around just a little bit. Um, oh, really? Not massively, okay. just the share button and the yeah. pause button or start and select as was back in the day. And, uh, yeah, a white one, which is quite cool. And then I thought, yeah, I'll, do you know what? I'll get that. So it might be something I just keep boxed as a curio, but knowing me, I'll rip it, <laughs> rip it open <laughs> like a savage <laughs> and use it. But, uh, yeah, I just... I saw a, an article saying that the exclusive console was all sold out. Um, yeah. So if you want to bag yourself a little bit of uh, Last of Us merch, now would be the time. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, I think I've got the Steelbook as well, because I'm sure Amazon said you've got the option, do you want to upgrade to the Steelbook? And I uh, I just clicked, yeah. I must, uh, I must get mine pre-ordered. Uh, I'll do that this week. Had a few tips at work, which was always nice. So it takes the, the financial strain off getting a new game a little bit. Mm. Well, I didn't realise when I pre-ordered Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima, I thought the money had been took out of my bank when I pre-ordered it. I've now looked and I don't think they take the oh. money out. I don't think they take the money out of your bank <laughs> until it gets shipped. So yeah. now I'm like, oh, poo. <laughs> Yeah, bring, bring me that ever depreciating PlayStation Five fund transfer. I know, isn't it? Like I, I get sort of a bit of money saved in my little pot I've got, and I'm like, yeah, that will go towards PS Five. And then you like, if you look at the schedule ahead, there's probably Last of Us, Ghosts of Tsushima, probably Cyberpunk. I think if I could keep it to those three, I'd be really happy. Because mm. uh, I know I could probably put a bit away then for the PS5. I'll still be having to trade a few things to get it. Uh, but anyway, back to the PS5 event. I think hopefully we'll see what Blue Point Games have been working on. Rumored Demon Souls remake, maybe something different. Yeah, I think they'll probably tie it all up at the end with a release date. I think Ooh. that's what they kind of need to do. 
I, th- I know that's quite brave and they're probably wanting to share other stuff throughout the, the course of the next couple of months over the summer. But yeah, I think we might see a release date. Uh, even if it's, well, I don't, I, I think they'll be quite specific. But then with what's going on in the world, maybe they're still a little unsure themselves. Well, they have also separately gone out to say that uh, their release stocks aren't affected by coronavirus. So, I know that's pretty brave, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, I noticed that when I went on, uh, I was on eBay. I've also bought a PlayStation Vita grip that gives you L2 and R2. And yeah. uh, I ended up getting it from Amazon, but there's loads of links on eBay from the Shenzhen area of China, shipping available to be with you in like a week. So fresh with Corona straight here. Uh, so obviously if that's the industrial might of China kicking off again and making Vita grips, I'm sure somewhere someone important's gone like, we ought to make these PlayStation 5s, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I don't doubt. I think they'll meet their target. It's too much of a, and, and a market no, to And this. no um, disrespect to the... You know, people that have obviously been affected by coronavirus are through, either through getting the illness and losing people or possibly losing their job or being disadvantaged in some way. It almost feels like we're about to go back to normal, as if nothing ever happened. Um, I think the only thing I'll say about it is when I was off on furlough, it seemed like it was a world-ending event or some bizarre thing. I've been yeah. back to work nearly... No, as soon as you get out there, you realise that most people are just doing what they did before. Yeah. I think it's really important to protect like the elderly and vulnerable people with health issues. They really need to be sort of really kept, I don't know what the words are, but... Shielded. Shielded, yeah. That's a really good way of putting it. Um, but yeah, we're, we're not here to talk about that. I think people have heard enough of it, to be honest. And are a bit just keep washing your hands. <laughs> Yeah, keep washing your hands and stop being a mucky so-and-so. So, yeah, uh, what do you think we're going to see? Anything you could predict? I, I have absolutely no idea. Probably Knack 3. Knack 3, launch with a title. Deep, with a deep dive with Mark Cerny for over 50 minutes talking about particles. <laughs> And triangles. And triangles. Now, this wasn't possible before, and everyone will come out of that stream furious, slating Sony and pre-ordering Xboxes left, right, and Chelsea. More than likely. The migrant mass that decides which console does well out the gates, I think, are already packing their Xbox bags. Maybe. There's a transient... There's... Both consoles are developing a loyal fan base, but then there's a there's a, a transient mass that just hops from the latest hottest thing to the next. And based on the momentum that Xbox has got, I see Xbox Series X doing well out the gates. Unless Sony unveil Jesus or other some of the other religious deities are available, um, it's not going to go well. The no. fact that they're not doing this backwards compatible thing is I'm someone who would probably use that having well, got it's all muddy it's from all eras but I think yeah but the fans wanted PlayStation 5 to be a celebration of PlayStation and have everything and have it play your PlayStation 1 to 3 to 4 games no questions asked and I think there's a an ever increasing list of compatible PlayStation 4 games that hasn't really been released to the public um, whereas Xbox just keep 
grinding away on the whole adding titles, engaging with the fans, doing all that. I think they've games pass. They've they've got some good momentum at the moment. Um, so we'll see. I think there's a few people that are sort of on board with the Teraflops gig and they're like, oh yeah, it's the most powerful console, I need that. And I think it will sell. I think Xbox out of the gate will ship some serious numbers. It may be one of the closest ding-dongs we've had in a long time. It could get pretty bloody in the trenches, I feel. I think the release dates are mega important. How many people are just going to be swayed that little bit more because they can get their hands on one of them sooner than the other? Well, look what happened with 360. It got a massive yeah. push out of the gates because it released yeah. earlier, than, earlier than PS3. Massively. Definitely. And the price yeah. point compounded that issue um, for Sony. Yeah. And, you know, gave Xbox a... We, you know, we were playing Xbox original and the 360 came out and it felt like a real generational leap. Uh, and if you think that you were playing 360 and your mate around the corner was playing black on PS2. Uh, and that was his big game. That's uh that's a pretty, that's a pretty bummed out Christmas, isn't it? I mean, no yeah. disrespect to black. It's a great game and it looks great even on PS2. But if someone's playing call of duty two or cameo, God forbid, or PGR three <laughs> or whatever it is, uh, or condemned criminal origins, Things aren't looking too uh, rosy. So if they pull us, it's not a year apart, but there's certainly some conjecture about how much these things are going to cost. And, um, well, we'll see, won't we? Next week we'll know everything, no doubt, and then we can uh, deliberate on that next episode. So stay tuned. Tom, what's the next bit of news? Can, uh, can Kojima. Hideo wow. Kojima recently had a major project cancelled according to an extensive interview with Japanese site LiveDoor that was translated by VGC. Recently, a major project of mine got cancelled, so I'm pretty pissed. But that's the games industry for you, Kojima says, after uh, LiveDoor asked about plans for the next game. Just what that game could have been is unclear, but Kojima was discussing future projects earlier in the year as Games Radar reported back in January. In an interview with Japanese magazine Famitsu, Kojima and Yoji Shinkawa discussed wanting to work on a manga together or something with Mecha that Shinkawa could design. Kojima also mentioned wanting to make movies, but that's obviously not what was canned. Kojima Productions did have plans to work on multiple projects, one of which would be a big game. And Kojima confirmed he was working on smaller episodic and digital-only titles. There's a lots of projects, so it's unclear which of these were cancelled, but at least we know Kojima is still working on something. He tells LiveDoor, it's still in the early planning stages, so I can't say too much, but on the download, I'm actively working on it. While it certainly sucks to get a project cancelled, it's good to know Kojima is still plugging away at a new game. And thanks to the success of Death Stranding, Kojima Productions won't have any funding issues. We've absolutely crossed the line we needed to cross to be in the black, including recovering development costs. So I'd call it a successful result, Kojima tells LiveDoor. We just have to wait and see what Hideo Kojima has in store for us. Interesting. Uh, I was pleasantly pleased to hear that uh, Death Stranding has, has paid for itself and put some money in the bank. And one would imagine quite a lot, actually, because it did ship quite a lot of numbers. Uh, I mean, every man and his dog had that game. 
still trying to hoping one day that the collector's edition with the bridge baby in is cheap, but probably not going to happen. I had my chance to buy it in CEX for 250 quid and I was decided no. Um, foolish maybe, but uh, we'll see. Uh, interesting to know, there's been Silent Hill rumours, there's been Norman Reedus rumours, there's been all sorts of rumours surrounding uh, Kojima Productions. They didn't acquit themselves too badly off the back of Death Stranding. Some would say exemplary work, certainly me. I don't think you probably enjoyed it as much, to correct me if I'm wrong. No, I, I found parts of it to be very, very frustrating. And there was parts I absolutely loved. Thought I, I loved of, um, that game. It's Marmite. Um, I really believe it's Marmite. If it intrigues you on a play, if you've watched some footage on YouTube and you're intrigued, I think it's your kind of game. If you've watched some footage on YouTube and thought this is boring, it's not for you. If you're even slightly intrigued by a playthrough that you've seen on the internet or by the trailers or by people talking about it, I would say most definitely it's a game for you. Worth picking up PS4 for? No. I reckon it is. To me, to me, that's that's one of the standout games I've played this gen. I put it up it's there. Too, with Red Dead. Overall, though, it's too uh, diverse for for to be a, a system seller. I love the traversal, and I think that's great. But I think there's some other stuff that's just oh, don't get me wrong. Nonsense. If you were to appeal to the mainstream, it would be probably Spider Man all day long. I mean, that's a great game. Um, yeah. But I think if you are on the fence and you're not sure, uh, Death Stranding might be, if, you f- if you're even faintly interested in it, get all over it like a rash. Get all over it like Monster Energy over the camera when you've drank too much, when made Norman Reedus drink too much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, last bit of news. Well, what do you reckon he could be working on? Obviously, oh, he's, he's, a bit, he's a bit in a hole, isn't he? Because he can't get access to his traditional go-tos, can he? No. Um, I've heard rumours he wants to work on a horror game so I'd say maybe he might dabble more in the survival horror I mean uh, Death Stranding's got some small elements of that and we saw his his, um, not that he's going to be able to pull it off but can you imagine because obviously Cyberpunk's got that area sewn right up can you imagine like a a Blade Runner-esque game from him much like his earlier works of Snatcher and uh, Police Noughts yeah, that'd be quite cool. Um, like I say, how I, can you compete with Cyberpunk, though? Yeah, it's looking better and better, isn't it? We're going to hear more about that, apparently, in, I think it's the second week of June. Wow. There's going to be a... Uh, news, a news, dive. all the news. We have to come up with another episode of news in the title, Tom. Uh, let me take this one, because this one piqued my interest. Uh, it's either you goodbye, fanboy. It's either goodbye, old friend, or welcome back. Welcome back. I'd love it if they made a new... Anyway, Sega Strikes... Shut shut up. (laughs) Shut up now. Sega Strikes Back. Sega are rumoured to have something, some big news in store, which will rile the video games industry. We're only days away from finding out what this announcement is. There's been plenty of speculation about what this Sega news could be. After Japanese tech journalist Zenji Nishikawa teased the incoming reveal. Nishikawa-san said the news was coming in the next issue of Famijitsu and said the announcement is on par with the reveal of the first ever PS5 details. The journalist said the huge scoop 
was about a game company that everyone loves. Later, reportedly confirmed the announcement was about Sega. There's been plenty of speculation about what this Sega announcement could be. Fans have been left wondering if those long-running rumours about Microsoft acquiring Sega are about to come true. Goodbye, Yakuza. Hmm. I definitely don't think it's a new console. I don't think they've got the funds. Uh, what about be... it's their 60th anniversary? What if it was like some sort of machine that was capable of playing every one of their games from Game Gear, Master System, Mega Drive, Mega CD, um, Saturn, Dreamcast, and it'd be region-free as well, so you can play like American games, Japanese games, British PAL games. Would that... I think that would, that would be awesome. Yeah, 100%. I think I'd only be playing Mega Drive and, and uh, Dreamcast games on it. I've never really dabbled in the Saturn. Uh, yeah, but I at this point in time, fans could then do that, couldn't they? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's I just that's me a... spitballing. It's it's not going to happen. And if, if it was capable turns... of doing all that and play games that were equivalent to sort of Switch level of graphics and they started pumping out some of their multi-format titles like Yakuza on it. Yeah. It's a bit left field, but I think I'd have one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know I'd I have think, one. I think... I think a lot of people would. Well, what I think we'll probably get, I, I pray to God it's not just another Sonic, revision of Sonic. Like, How can that be as big as what they're saying, though? That's not possible. Yeah, but they all, they, this always happens. It's happened so much in the news. Stuff is to like rival so the reveal of the first PS5 details. Sonic I, Adventure 3. Are you kidding me? I think... Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be massive. Hopefully next week can prove wrong and you'll be like, oh, well, yeah, you know, the Dreamcast 2, it's happening. Um. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, maybe Sega got put off because they were always having to come up with like these chipsets and all that other sort of stuff. And they've seen everybody else putting PC components in a box and calling it a console and gone, we, we, could, Brian, Brian. Yeah, yes, Mr. Mr. Shaki Nikawawa. Is, uh, can you get some of these bits cheaper? Let's say we bought like uh, 200000 on eBay. What would the price be? Oh, let me have a look. 6p. Brilliant. Okay, we'll make a comment. <laughs> I think uh, it'd be quite cool to see what you've just described but as a streaming machine. Um, so you can just stream Sega's full library. Oof, uh, that's going to involve a monthly fee, though, isn't it? I'm not. I think that's the more direction they would go rather than physical. Oof. Have they still got but, enough clout as a publisher to say we've got this game coming out exclusively on our streaming or whatever machine? Yeah, now that is a point. Is they there enough clout well. there for people to go like, oh yeah, I I know, I'll pay nine ninety nine a month for their entire back. Well, some of their entire back catalogue well, partial amount of their back catalogue, just the Sega produced games, nothing else. It would have to be something pretty massive and I think they'd probably do something like that if they saw it take off. If they were like, oh, this Sega streaming box is doing well, let's chuck out. Well, they ain't got Shenmue anymore. They ain't got Shenmue anymore. Well, no, I suppose not, no. And Streets of Rage is now flogging itself to the highest bidder, you know. Yeah. Chucking itself around... Like a like a woman in a harem. 
they maybe need a new a new IP. They're capable. They've, they've produced some of the best ones, but I don't think we'll see that. It's well, too bold, isn't it? Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Tom, let's draw a line under it. Did we miss anything? Do you have an opinion or take on the news we missed? If so, Tom, how would the collected, assembled thousands get in touch with us and let us know that we've made complete Billy Hatches of ourselves? They can uh, direct messages on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, you can also email us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com or come and join the Discord chat with some like-minded gamers. Like-minded gamers indeed. Tom, you've played it, ready for this feature, or you've replayed it. I've played it in the last six months. We're all fired up. It's the Last of Us 2 feature. Um, we've basically surmised some of the... Uh, it's that piqued our interest of the uh, Last of Us 2 gameplay demo that Druckmann and uh, Naughty Dog released last week. Um, and we're going to give the fans a story catch-up to refresh their minds for those that don't really want to play through it again. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I you think uh, it's, it's, it's good timing. Are you hyped? That. Uh, yeah, after seeing the, the gameplay reveal, it's looking pretty cool. I have some concerns, not even to do with the story. I just hope the gameplay is refreshed enough to to sort of warrant maybe twenty hours of gameplay, or or, or more, or more. Yeah, I think one thing I'll just have to finish in the first one was the fact that they um, there's actually more hints to a sequel there than you first realise. Now we know there's a sequel. Before, when playing it originally, it's like, oh, okay, I guess that's the end of that then. But there's there's a lot of little hints there and a lot left unsaid or talked about uh, and lots of questions to be answered. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to Give me some examples of that. I think learning about Ellie's mum more, maybe we might hear about that. Um, Obviously, the big, look, we're just going to go straight into talking about the end of the first one. Joel keeps like a an important basically lies to her and then she says straight to his face she like promise me you won't lie or something along those lines and he has done already he's told her that basically there was lots of other people with the sort of immunity to to the infected uh, but there wasn't they they were going to create a cure from Ellie but in doing so that would mean she would die so Joel was like no I don't think you're going to do that so I think there's a lot there to be answered how how she'll maybe find that out or if she never does how that affects the dynamic of their relationship but yeah I think there's obviously there's more to learn about the Fireflies as a group maybe if we if we hear any more from them Joel's brother, Tommy, and his like sort of community that he's trying to build. Maybe we'll get more insight into that. Mm. But yeah, uh, how do you feel about there actually being a sequel? Um, when I first heard they were doing a sequel, I was actually a bit deflated because I had played one and, and enjoyed it and thought, you know, as a separate one-off piece of, of art or work, that's actually really quite, you know, that's actually quite special. Um, 
so I, I am intrigued, don't get me wrong, about what Last of Us 2 can bring. Um, I'm not quite convinced it's carrying as much momentum as maybe Sony think it's carrying. But, you know, it'll probably sell gangbuster numbers. So what am I talking about? Yeah, I think people always wanted it, didn't they? Um, but I think it's something... It's another one of those times where the fans might want something. It doesn't necessarily mean you should deliver it. Prequels, yeah. sequel trilogy. You know, sometimes it's better left. You enjoy that original piece of work and think what could have been than get what you wanted. I mean, unless, unless the more I watch made... those sequels, by the way, the more I have time for the prequels, which, you know, who'd have thought that would be true? <laughs> Attack of the Clones looks like a very sensible piece of filmmaking compared to <laughs> The Last Jedi and Rise of the Skywalker. Oh, don't get me started on those films. Just, yeah. After The Force Awakens, which was actually brilliant, I think it's a great film. Um, they took the whole promise that they could have done with that sequel trilogy and flushed it straight down the toilet. I actually sometimes think I'm not that big a Star Wars fan. I think I was into Phantom Menace. No, I think that's really true. And I'll just be honest, I just don't think I'm that into it. I, I, you only I, like I do. it because I said I like it. Yeah, probably so. No, I, I was a big fan of the Phantom Menace. I think it was just the right age for that when it came out, like 13, 14. Just thought it was the best thing ever. Still is. No, I, <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. I think that's still a good Star Wars film. Okay. Anyway, we're going off topic. Um, yeah, let's kick it off, Tom. Let's let's start breaking down. Let's start breaking down the trailer and the gameplay footage that we saw. Enemies and factions. The Washington Liberation Front is an armed group that originally fought to free Seattle from the military, but have become a powerful and deadly faction in Seattle since taking control of the city. They looked quite an interesting uh, set of bad dudes, didn't they? They had yeah, like so that they've sort got, of. They've got guard dogs and stuff, haven't they? Um, yeah. Who can tra- track your scent, which obviously just takes away the fact that you could just go lay in some long grass or behind a cupboard. So that's going to be quite interesting. <laughs> and as we uh, said a few episodes ago, they, they all of a sudden just forget ever looking yeah. for somebody and return to their this, patrol I'll mechanic. Quickly, di- quickly just discussed this. Uh, it got me thinking this week about next gen and stuff. And you've mentioned it before. In some ways, the graphics are so good at the minute anyway. I just want to see something different. This this is going back to playing the World War II Call of Duty. It's like, wow, that looks incredible. And even though I enjoyed that mission, once you land on the beach, it's just Call of Duty. Straight, same framework underneath. And you're like, make me play a first-person shooter in such a way that it's completely different to anything that's gone before. Mm-hmm. I don't... To be fair, it's unfair to expect that from a game that comes out every year. But something like The Last of Us needs to be doing stuff that's really different. Well, we'll see, won't we? Uh, I was... Uh, this next group of bad guys, uh, they've got some menace to them. It's, yeah. uh, it's a faction that Ellie encounters called the Sephirites, or Scars, a religious group of zealots that specialise in stealth combat and camouflage. The Sephirites are the cloaked group seen in the first Last of Us 2 reveal trailer. They were they have got 
there's something quite, I don't know, so when similar characters and, and clans have been in The Walking Dead, they've always carried the most sort of dread for me. These sort of religious guys, they, they're actually quite yeah. terrifying, aren't they? Those, the word there, like camouflage, now that would be fantastic. If you're, if you're like walking through a building or some f- like a built up wooded area and they're just like, I don't know, lent against a tree, but they've got that much camouflage. So just as you walk past, you just see like this slight movement, you turn around. Oh, now, that would that, put you on nice. edge, wouldn't it? That yeah. would be oh, incredible. Yeah, I think just navigating through probably their territories would be really good like that. Um, yeah, I agree. They they always are a bit more sinister and willing to go to greater lengths. Whereas obviously this um, Washington Liberation Front are more militarized and they are actually fighting for reason. Do you um, think they're going to be the slightly more cannon fodder type characters? Yeah, maybe. I think these um, scars are. A lot more. I don't know. From what I've seen of them, they're more hand-to-hand combat and, and very horrible-looking homemade melee weapons. Uh, as we've said, these the Washington Liberation Front are well armed and probably have been equipped from taking over the military in, in the city. So yeah, I think that would be nice if they play and raise different combat situations for you to deal with. And uh, moving on to this next, obviously, there's the infected. Now, my take yeah. on The Last of Us story in the first one was that they, they slowly just grew into bits of, like, uh, fungus on the wall. Uh, yeah. And I, I, therefore, thought there wouldn't really be any. But obviously, pe- people are still getting infected. So there's newly infected. So the infected types uh, will be in present in a sequel, such as Shambler's pustule cover infected that explodes when hit. And obviously, all the enemies from the first game which i which again when i extrapolated it in my mind i thought well there can't be any baddies it's all going to be human bad guys that would be inter- that would be quite interesting but obviously to throw these new infected into the mix uh pustule covered infected that explodes one hit reminds me of the uh bad guy in dead space you know, that had exploding arms. If you let it get too yeah. close, it literally caused you damage. That was my f- initial thought when I saw it. Uh, Druckmann did uh, not share the most horrifying new affected type, but a terrifying oh. roar can be heard over the black screen as yeah. it fades. I love that little tease. I thought that was really well done. Um, that's how you do a trailer. Because when this got announced, I was like, you know what? I might give that a miss. I just feel like I've seen enough already and I don't want to spoil anything, but I think I wasn't going to watch it until we decided to do a feature on it. Yeah. After watching it, I was like, yeah, that was perfect. It just wet the appetite a little bit more. Didn't show a great deal of anything else. than we've seen already, uh, there's a few nice little new. Last last time we did a feature like this with a little bit of a hands on ahead of, you know, preview type thing ahead of time. Days gone. Are you going to give Last of Us 2 a 7? Solid, solid review. <laughs> Who knows? Um, I've booked the day off work for it uh, on the 19th. So hopefully, I'm just really worried if I order it online, it's not going to come till the end of the day and then I've just wasted a complete one holiday day off work. Stop being weird. You've got plenty of other things you can be doing. Oh, yeah, um, I know, but if, if I'm booking that time off to play a game, 
then I want to be playing games. Right. So instead of spending it with your family, you're going to waste one of those holiday drops on a game. You're going to ignore your wife and beautiful wife and handsome young son. You're going to shun them, lock yourself in a darkened room and create loud screeching noises. We all need our escapism. That's all I can say. Uh, just drawing the enemy section to a close there, Tom. It's been reported that the uh, NPCs are smarter now and can track, as you mentioned earlier, can track you from your scent. Ellie needs to stop buying some impulse from Superdrug <laughs> and start wearing the uh, natural roll-on. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, let's let's talk locations and map details. The Last of Us Two picks up several years after the events of the first game, after they settle in the relatively peaceful settlement in Jackson, Wyoming. Ellie is nineteen at the start of the sequel, and will cover expansive parts of the world, including real life locations. The game will take place over multiple seasons and climates. I like the idea of that. From the snow capped mountains, I think they're going to play. Is the game going to be broken down into basically? winter, summer, spring and autumn. And then obviously they'll use that as a yeah. practical cues for each level and area. I've got a funny feeling that's what's going to happen. Snowcap matters of Jackson to the lush Pacific Northwest. Naughty Dog has put great deal, detail into recreating the real cities. The maps are based on. Seattle will be another location Ellie visits on her journey. Uh, along with jumping, Ellie will be able to use ropes. This has piqued my interest uh, to traverse a more open and expansive map or hidden secrets. Naughty Dog says The Last of Us Two will be part of will be some of the studio's biggest uh, worlds they've ever created. Now that's saying something. If you've played the uh, Uncharted Four with the Africa section, yeah. horses and boats will also help Ellie, Ellie traverse the larger map. So let's let's pick those apart. Um, we'll disregard the fact that Ellie's nineteen. Um, you need to lift your mic up again. Is that better? Yeah, that heavy breathing, although it probably fits in with The Last of Us 2, it's, it's probably off-putting to a lot of fans. Uh, <laughs> uh, so let's talk about that, that, that multiple seasons. We've seen snow, we've seen spring, we've seen autumn pretty much in the trailers and the footage that we've seen. That's an interesting uh, take on it. It's a shame, obviously, it's going to be a linear game, so it's not going to advance gently, is it? It's going to be... Yeah, I think they'll... A level ends, it's spring, level ends, it's summer. Yeah, I think that kind of works relatively well in the first one because it it shows a little bit of time's passed and they're sort of still on the road and travelling and you're not seeing everything they do, but you're there for the important parts. I do like the changes in the season. It just freshens things up, doesn't it? Yeah. It, it, It brings up maybe new traversal decisions as well um largest world know. they've ever created yeah i don't know whether it needed to be no um, i don't but and i hope it's not sometimes i got distracted on it just looking for extra bits of loot in areas when really if they're on a like let's say ellie's on this urgent mission or whatever she's doing why would you just stop and like spend half an hour looting a building Hmm. it kind of takes away the flow sometimes I think of a very story driven game I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure they'll be able to sort of 
Well, adding the fact that you'll be using ropes to go up and down looking for these elusive hidden areas or features, you know, we'll get to that. But do you find a Vita and Hotline Miami? I'm sure they could squeeze Hotline Miami into this for you to play. Uh, yeah, so it's not a massive game, but I tell you what, it's one that got overlooked. It's incredibly good. Um, horses and boats. Now, this got me thinking to the enemy types. The water. One of the big fears for a lot of people in a video game is like crossing the open water or swimming diving down I think there's some cool ideas there maybe we won't see anything with that though. I have no idea the the roar in the trailer was hard to work out it sounded more like a land animal didn't it mm-hmm. if it is if it isn't if it is an animal it might just be something massive like um, like a giant infected maybe but they all think... combine together over the time maybe because they, they sort of grow into the wall don't they and maybe yeah. another one grows into it it could be something like that um, I'd, I'd, I'd personally like to see it affecting animals because I think that'd be quite cool. Um, well, they've been so far; they've been uh, they've been free of it, haven't they? Yeah, I think so. Um, this, well, this let's never... talk. Let's talk the combat. How we're we going to take these dudes down? Ellie's physical advantages come into play in combat. She's more agile than enemies and can dodge and counter enemies during fights. Because of the large map size, Ellie can use the environment to her advantage or avoid combat instances altogether. Allies will sometimes join Ellie during combat encounters in other parts of the game. Ellie can take down enemies with the help of friends or fight off clickers as a group. There'll be a skill upgrade and weapon systems that lets players create unique fighting styles that cater to their preferences. Players can scavenge for parts to customize weapons. These customizations will be visually represented on your weapons. So if you're, if the rifle sights, for example, the scope will be added to the rifle. Yeah. You know, We've seen footage of this weapon customization before, and it looked incredible. Uh, oh, mate, yeah, where she's like putting in the screws or doing up the screws for the rifle scope so it sits properly on the rifle on the work. Top matches. tip, Ellie, you might want to use a screwdriver there, though, Gail, because you don't want that falling off. Or yeah, <laughs> but you know that—that's just me nitpicking. Um, yeah. Generally, the new. Um, Obviously, the way she was more agile and able to sort of dodge and weave around them, um, it's going to be interesting to see how that's going to get mapped to the controller, whether it's like a almost like a QT button prompt to, to nip around as they draw close or whether that's going to be you physically got the ability to use the control stick because she's that agile to sort of roll her out the way, whether it's a Dark Souls roll or... Yeah, I think it'll be... It I think it'll be an evolution of like a dodge button that she just is, she's a lot, obviously not as strong as Joel, but a lot more agile. Mm. Um, and when got youth on her side uh, as well. Played with her, you see, have you played the, um, the DLC for Last of yeah. Us? Yeah. Yeah, I have, yeah. You've played that? Uh-huh. Did you play that this time? Is it on the remastered package? I play, yeah, I, I've only played it once and that was on the remaster. Ah, right, okay. I don't know where I played it. I think I might have played it on the on the PS3. Thoroughly enjoyed it though. It was a well, I say thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a it was an interesting couple of hours, hour distraction, wasn't it? It wasn't I don't remember yeah. it being massive. No, no, it wasn't particularly big. Uh, but it was it was nice to give her a bit more backstory as well. It was nice uh, to put some story behind that 
you don't really know how long you've been out as Joel when you're out, do you? You just kind of know. No. That, you know. If anything, like if you've never played him first, I'd play left behind first. Um, that would be a I bit think, foolish, wouldn't it? Well, it's said before it, it it would make sense time timeline wise. How can it be set before when it, it takes place while he's ill, doesn't it? No, no. No, I'm sure it, it's um, it's set because she even discusses it in the main story. Oh, I thought it was. Uh... I know when you're thinking of, but that that is actually part of the full game. Is it? Yeah, the bit in the woods where you meet that guy. Um, from the, no, I thought from the, the, the I thought the part that I'd played was where um, you're like in a shopping mall. Joel, yeah, like, that is no, that that is the um, that is the prequel. Is it? It is. Yeah. Oh, I thought it fitted better that it was happening while he was ill. No, there, there is a bit obviously. Oh, you're right because you she meets a girlfriend in it, doesn't she? If memory serves correctly. Yeah, and there's that. Talks, Talks is there that ferry, it? fairground ride in there? I think so, yeah. Yeah. There's various like interactive things, isn't there? Maybe this it's a good job we're doing this uh, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> refreshing story, Tom, because uh, I'll be bimbling into The Last of Us Part 2 completely blind. Uh, where else did we get to go? Um, gameplay. What we, let's talk about some of the facts and some of the bits that we saw in the gameplay. Uh, we saw that at the end of it, we got like an exclusive bit of footage, didn't we, of like the game yeah. play through in a seamless sequence. Uh, so she can swim now. Yeah. So the, which, which, yeah. <laughs> they need, need to have a throwaway line there about that. They need to. Uh, Ellie yeah. uh, begins with Ellie diving into a lake. And that looks all very realistic in my mind to avoid detection from yeah. enemies before servicing behind her prey. Hotline Miami exists in the world of The Last of Us, seemingly. Uh, yeah. Ellie added a pistol, a silencer to a pistol to enable her to uh, kill more stealthily and can also take enemy NPCs hostage if she ever needs cover or protection. Like in the first game, Ellie can use various explosives and traps during combat. Enemies will attack you while you're trying to open locked doors. Gameplay and cinematics blend seamlessly during the demo. Obviously, we've seen that before. And, uh, was it God of War? Scripted sequences will occur during yeah. gameplay, and while other times gameplay will transition into a cinematic sequence. Sorry, I thought you were going to say something. Um, no, that yeah. was it, really. I mean, that gameplay demo pretty much sewed up nicely all the different points that had been raised by yeah. Goodman on this playthrough, or this whole demo. Was it 27 minutes, 30 minutes long? I think one of the strongest things I took away from it, from from the the combat and things, is how well Hot the animations. <laughs> uh, it's just the animations. Everything looks so real, and it feels so tense when she's just fighting one person, and the way the bodies move and the physical. I think that's what's been taken away from the Last of Us Part Two. The, it's almost like the the pinnacle of what's really been achieved this gen with the. The, the blendless, the seamless blend between um, CGI's, you know, story and movie sections back into gameplay. Um, yeah. The way that the animations, there must be multiple stacks of animations used to be able to blend it all so seamlessly. Um, I mean, Last of Us 1 
was good, but there's times where you sort of grab and you morph behind and then you morph to this animation and it kind of looks a bit wooden and broken at times. Um, The Last of Us Part 2 seems to just blend that so well together. It just all sort of flows like you are watching a movie. Um, Kudos to them, really. Um, We saw some of that in Uncharted 4, to be fair, didn't we? But uh, this seems to have taken it to new heights. Yeah, it does. Um, well, it's certainly a, this the final benchmark for them, I think, of what they can achieve on the PS4. Exactly. And if that's whetted your appetite, Tom, and you're eager to play Last of Us Part 2, and you maybe played Last of Us Part 1 a while ago, or you've never played it and you don't give a damn about spoilers, but you want to play Last of Us Part 2 and don't want to go in blind, this next section should help people get their head around what's been going on and set some parenthesis behind some of the larger plot points potentially in two. Uh, if you want to kick off and then just give me a pause when you want me to take over, because okay. we'll just do, just run through this as a, uh, basically a little, little flashback of, of the first game and, and how everything happened. It's September, 2013, an outbreak of a mutant cordyceps fungus ravages the United States, transforming its human hosts into aggressive creatures known as the infected in the suburbs of Austin, Texas. Joel, played by Troy Baker, flees the chaos with his brother Tommy and daughter Sarah. As they flee, Sarah is shot by a soldier and dies in Joel's arms. I mean, that was a that was a big moment, that Tom. And that's a... I, oh, sorry. I remember playing... A, we shouldn't... I don't want to diverge too much because we're trying to discuss the story, but that's the first thing I ever saw of Last of Us. I watched that first opening bit on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's like one one day if I get a PlayStation, that's the game I'm going to have to play. Okay, it's well, a, a I'll tell great, you what, great intro, great. Intro. I will. I'll read this story out because okay, it's probably easier that way. Twenty years later, civilization's been decimated by the infection. Survivors lie in heavy policed quarantine zones, independent settlements, and nomadic groups. Joel works as a smuggler with his partner Tess in the quarantine zone. In the, Mass- in the Massachusetts, in Massachusetts, north end of Boston. They hunt down Robert, a black market dealer, to recover a stolen weapons cache. Before Tess kills him, Robert reveals that he traded the cache with the Fireflies, a rebel militia opposing the quarantine zone authorities. The leader of the Fireflies, Marlene, promises to double the cache in return for smuggling a teenage girl, Ellie, to Fireflies hiding in Massachusetts State House, State House outside the quarantine zone. Joel, Tess, and Ellie sneak out in the night. After an encounter with a government patrol, they discover Ellie is infected. Full infection normally occurs in under two days, but Ellie claims she was infected three weeks earlier and that her immunity may lead to a cure. The trio make their way to their destination through hordes of the infected, but find the fireflies there have been killed. Tess reveals she's been bitten by an infected and believing in Ellie's importance, sacrifices herself against pursuing soldiers so Joel and Ellie can escape. Joel decides to find Tommy, a former Firefly, in the hope that he can locate the remaining Fireflies. With the help of Bill, a smuggler and survivalist who owes Joel a favour, they acquire a working vehicle from Bill's neighbourhood. Driving into Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Joel and Ellie are ambushed by bandits and their car is wrecked. They ally with two brothers, Henry and Sam. After they escape the city, Sam is bitten by an infected but hides it from the group. As the affection takes hold, Sam attacks Ellie, but Henry shoots him dead and immediately afterwards commits suicide out of grief. 
In the fall, Joel and Ellie finally find Tommy in Jackson County, Wyoming, where he has assembled a fortified settlement near a hydroelectric dam with his wife, Maria. Joel decides to leave Ellie with Tommy, but after she confronts him about Sarah, he decides to let her stay with him. Tommy directs them to a Firefly's enclave at the University of Eastern Colorado. They find the university abandoned. One thing I'd say about The Last of Us, it's very much like, go here. No, they're not here. Go there. Oh, no, no, they're not there. Try here. No, no they're not there either. Uh, yeah. To? They find the university. Every time I felt sort of disheartened when we got there, but that's probably how they wanted me to feel. The yeah. Fireflies have moved to a hospital in Salt Lake City, Utah. Afterward, the two are attacked by bandits and Joel is severely wounded while escaping. During the winter, Ellie and Joel shelter in the mountains. Joel is on the brink of death and relies on Ellie to care for him, hunting for food. Ellie encounters David, played really rather well by Nolan North, I'd have to say. He's uh, a very creepy character, isn't he? You, you well, it's very go- he jives very much against his usual uh, characters, especially in the Naughty Dog game. So it was, it was, it was yeah. a, a good turn. And James, uh, scavengers willing to trade medicine for food, despite initially appearing friendly and cooperative, David turns hostile after revealing the university bandits are part of his group. Ellie manages to leave David's group away from Joel, but is eventually captured. David intends to recruit her into his cannibal group, refusing the offer she kill, she escapes after killing James, but David corners her in a burning restaurant. Meanwhile, Joel recovers from his wounds and sets out to find Ellie. He reaches Ellie and she kills David and breaks down crying. Joel confronts, comforts her before they flee. In the spring, that last of us won melded through the seasons as we're as we're remembering here in the spring joel and ellie arrive in salt lake city ellie is rendered unconscious after almost drowning before they are captured by a firefly patrol in the hospital marlene tells joel that ellie has been prepared for surgery in the hopes of producing a vaccine for the infection the fireflies will remove the infected portion of ellie's brain which will kill her unwilling to let ellie die joel battles his way to the operating room carries unconscious ellie to the parking garage He's confronted by Marlene, whom he shoots and kills to prevent the Fireflies from pursuing them. On the drive out of the city, when Ellie wakes up, Joel claims that the Fireflies had found many other immune people but were unable to create a cure and that they have stopped trying. On the outskirts of Tommy's settlement, Ellie expresses her survivor guilt to her insistence. Joel swears his story about the Fireflies is true. Well, that's... That's one hell of a ride there, Tom. And hopefully that's it got people's is. appetites wetted for part two. As I said before, it kind of neatly sews up where it's at. But as you raise, it raises quite a lot of questions. To that end, we, as always, contacted the community, Tom, to ask them for their thoughts, questions and concerns, more than likely, about <laughs> what The Last of Us 2 will bring. Um, it's all got very farmers and... It got very heated. Uh, wagon, one thing, one thing I would say about our community uh, is, I hope it's very welcoming. Um, I wouldn't like to think it's not assailable by anybody who's coming along. Now, the worst and rather passionate people that on any other week probably uh, would have got away with it, but seemingly uh, some nerves were touched. I implore nothing but kindness from the community. Um, I think that's the way forward. But we'll see. I was the opposite. I was like stood on the balcony of the penthouse in NYC, thumb held out horizontal, ready to turn up or down, depending on what we thought. Yeah, I just managed. There. I just managed to calm things down, and then you waded in in typical fashion. 
giving it the Billy Big Boots. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. You can't always choose who's a fan of the show. Retro, including yourself. Retro Gamer Thomas C chimes in. He says, I've literally just finished The Last of Us this week. It's a fantastic game. It's slightly aged now, but considering it's originally a PS3 game, it holds up very well. For me, it's all about what Naughty Dog does best, and that's the story. So well written and superbly acted throughout. It just sucks you in. It really made me feel as if there was an apocalypse. It would be very similar to this. It wasn't really. We all say that and play video games. It's great to see the ups and downs of Joel and Ellie's relationship has inevitably become closer. Although Joel, for obvious reasons, tries to keep his distance, but I will say I find a replay unlikely as it's because it's so story-driven, you know exactly what's happening. Unlike an open-world game or a butterfly effect game like Detroit Become Human, there's so much more to do after completion to give the incentive to replay. It was a sigh of relief when I completed it because I felt I'd made that journey with them but but not necessarily want to go through it again. I will say it's definitely a game I think everyone should play at least once just for the story alone. Yes, the controls are a bit clunky now after the first hour or so I got used to them and didn't really notice. Yeah, I have to admit, it takes you a little while to get into the grind, doesn't it? The only other thing I could have added to the game was slightly more puzzles, straight problem solving, a bit similar to what they had done in Uncharted. It got a bit samey with you when you find water and you can't swim. So you have to look for a crate and take Ellie across, and that's every time you find the water, no variation. Overall, it's a solid 8 out of 10 for me and definitely worth a play, just for the fantastic story alone. As for the second part, I'm really looking forward to it, but it's the same issues as the first, buy on release or wait for a remaster on next gen. I don't think that's going to happen because it's already room, it's already been stated it's compatible with ps5 uh from state of play it looks fantastic to see the change in ellie and what this world has done to her looks like there's been a few more mechanics to add in which should smooth the gameplay somewhat overall i can't wait to see the next installment and what's going to happen next thank you retro gamer thomas uh who's next tom uh boba lobo with just a simple one i'm expot he is so, Xbox, uh, or I am I am Xbox. Okay, I am Xbox. We've got uh, C Pluskin next, winner of last never, month's prize. Yeah. Tom, ah. I've never played the series. When I did show an interest in the original game, I just looked at the opening and ending segments with no context online. As a dumb early teenager back then, who thought I wouldn't need to waste money on games if I just saw the ending of it. So this looked pretty brutal in terms of the amount of quick thinking and attention to detail and sound design, but I don't really feel in the mood to be miserable normally. <laughs> yeah, Thank you for that, Sue Pliskin. He, he, he's took your approach to playing games back in the day, Tom. <laughs> really? Um, I think it's a very dark game, isn't it? And it's going to put some people off who want to probably not have to go on that journey, but yeah, it's not for everyone. Okay. Comic Pictures next. Uh, 79. If you want unofficial controller merch, she's the man to see. Comic Pictures, no space on Etsy. Uh, browse his works on it on Instagram. I'm sure you'll find something there. And obviously, best comment of the month wins a prize from his smorgasbord of collection. It's not just unofficial controller, there's loads you think of a geek franchise, Tom? He's got a bit of it, hasn't he? Mad Max, we've seen people Mad Max, all sorts of good stuff. If you want the latest T-shirt from the show, and that's the Manhattan Project, he's the man to see. Or if you want the classic, the man who finishes games, 
he's the man to speak to. I obviously won't be able to play part two, he says, because I don't have a PlayStation. But if I'm perfectly honest, I'm not that cut up about it. I played the first game and it was good, but it's very much a one and done thing for me. It's just an opinion, kind of like an airport novel. It's well written, very engaging with an opening. It gets its hooks in you right away. But ultimately, it's the kind of book I wouldn't read again or keep in pride of place on my bookcase. I think mostly now I look for games I can play with other people. The sequel will, however, be a total smash hit. and Loads of outlets will be calling for it to be the best game ever made. I'm sure it will be deserving of a big percentage of its overall score. I think ultimately there's still a few PS exclusives I would like to play, but I can't justify the cost of a system for a few one play through single player games. That's a good point. Not so much the last of us, but talking about those uh, one run through single player games, it, that is quite true. Of like, if I look at the hours I've put into probably Overwatch or Warzone or a lot of the online games over the years, it absolutely smashes anything single player wise. Uh, maybe <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild came close, but do me a favour and stop talking about that dead game. Well, I'm just on about online in general. Um, Don't bring this... it up again. Okay, <laughs> you you are you are the relic, the dinosaur who will not turn his face to online games. Did I or did I not download and try that game? Every other game I've told you to download and try, you've never even given a decent go. Order, 1886. How long did you play that for? It's dead. I played Overwatch for over hours. 20 hours. <laughs> Say sorry <sighs> now. Say sorry I'm now. I'm sorry. I'm okay. sorry. Uh, old Night Walker Gin. Star and I emoji, rock emoji, clap emoji. I think he's looking forward to Last of Us Part 2, don't you? I think he is, yeah. <laughs> Retro is. Life 91. Well, firstly, I've played the first one at least eight times. Here's a man of sense. I loved it so much, I've got an almost complete half-sleeve tattoo dedicated to it. Needless to say, I've booked the 19th of June off work. He wow. is a fan. He is a fan. Talking of tattoos, Tom, when I get to a million subs on YouTube, or the show gets to a million subs on YouTube, I will get the coordinates to my Minecraft bed on my left arm. There's a reason to promote the hell out of the YouTube because you actually get to disfigure another human being just by clicking subscribe. <laughs> uh, Retro Life 91's obviously very keen to get involved. He's took a week off work like you. Uh, he's got a half a day. Sleeve. I've got a day. A day. Well, you took a day. Okay, fair enough. Just a day. I might take a week off, actually, now, just to see you over. Uh, independent Variable 24, we know him as Sensei Rius from the Farmerton days. He says, I'm out. Naughty Dog blew it. I won't support it for anyone, but I'm not supporting an SJW forced agenda game. And also the female characters look manly as hell. Laughing till I cry. Shock or surprise emoji. Ghost of Tsushima now. That's the game I'm defo getting. 100 underlined emoji. Uh, I don't want to go on that because that's basically what most of the furor was about on the page of the day. Controversy, controversy, Tom. The game's carrying a lot of controversy because there's spoilers out there. The problem with the spoilers is they tally up to about two hours of the game. Any written spoilers that were released leaking the chapters and what each chapter involved have been proven fake. So 
people are judging a game on one to two hours content. They know nothing else about it. Well, Sensei Race, as always, entitled to his opinion, as is of everybody. I couldn't really, out of all the other stuff that was going on on the page, I couldn't really pick out anything else that actually added value, I'm afraid. So you've got what you've got. There's one man that's going to take us to the bridge, though, Tom. Do you want to put some eloquence to his words? Dubai Jim. Can you hear me okay? I just want to check. No, I can't hear you. How would I answer that question if I couldn't hear you? Good question. Divide <laughs> <laughs> Jim. Blind bloaters battling. Corley Caps con- tr- controlled clickers chasing. Firefly's frantically flitching. Ellie's exceptional elixir. Revolutionary storytelling that challenges and subverts the usual expectations of the bad guy. Only painting in shades of ever more desolate grey. Words of a poet. Dubai wow, Jim. that's that's absolutely fantastic. Has Dubai Jim ever won? Because he's just put himself in pole position in my eyes. I think he might have done, actually. I'm not sure. I think he raised an interesting point about... You call it Cordy like, Claps. Like, I wonder if that's claps. like uh, an STD in the world of The Last of Us and it's just a little bit different <laughs> to the cordyceps, like a little fungal infection of your privates. <laughs> um, he raised a good point about the, the grey characters there. I think, like, Joel and Ellie are not necessarily, like, we're invested in them and we see them as good characters, but they do some bad things throughout the course of the first game. Yes, they so, do. Listen, it's not always. what's he been up to this week? The Ray. Yes, the Ray. What's he been up to? He has been um, selling... PS Vitas at, uh, at Tattershall Car Park Car Boot. The realism era. Wow, you've pulled that one out the, out the air, haven't you? Okay, well, I, I didn't even know it was on. It was just a one-man car boot and him flogging PS Vitas. I wish I'd known because I'd have gone and bought the boot yeah. full. Uh, <laughs> were they well, boxed? Still, or were no, they, they fake? They weren't boxed, but some were legit, some were fake. Oof, some pay- some had like a um, a chip in that allowed you to play multiple other games from other consoles. Or but nothing handhelds. PS Vita. Yeah, nothing Vita, just just like Game Boy original. Well, with that Game note, Tommy tears up the drive like he does every week. That's precision driving. Listen at those stones. It's time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot. What's nice between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy of Battlefriend all this week. These are the new release highlights for the week May 25th to May 21st, 2020. Listeners, these are at digital or physical or will be by the time this podcast is in your feed, but could be region dependent. Tom, pick a VHS, pick a mummy mummy from the smorgasbord. I'll kick it off with my mummy mummy. Mummy mummy, I want Minecraft Dungeons, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, May 26th. Fight your way. This is another one that you're getting paid, streamers are getting paid to play. Am I playing it? Am I heck? I'm play it. I'll play it when it's dead. Fight now, away. if you... Sorry. Finish it and then I'll... Through an all-new action game inspired by classic dungeon crawlers and set in the Minecraft universe. Brave the dungeons alone or team up with friends for up to four players can battle together against action-packed, treasure-stuffed, wildly varied levels, all in an epic quest to save the villagers and take down the evil Arch-Illager. Power up, unlock dungeons of you... Un- Dozens of unique items and weapon enchantments for devastating special effects. Multiplayer up to four players can team up and fight together in co-op mode. 
options. Personalize your character, then fight up close and personal with melee. Swings, hang back with ranged attacks, or tank your way through swarms of mobs with shielded by heavy armor. Epicness. Explore treasure, stuffed levels, and a quest to take down the Arch Illager. What are you going to tell me now? I hope you're going to get that. I'd actually be interested in playing that through with you. Thirty-two ninety-nine. Let's buy it now. Is it, you are joking? No, it's not that much, is it? I think it is. It's like so, no, I think it's like seventeen pounds. Mm, I'm not convinced. Let me just double check that. Uh, while you read out the next one, uh, Wildfire on the PC, May twenty-six. What's all this about? Hmm. Master the elements in this stealth game where everything burns. Use your elemental powers to start fires, freeze water, and move earth as you outsmart superstitious enemies in this mischievous 2D stealth game. I'll take the next one if you want while you're still browsing for Minecraft Dungeons. Next up, we've got Fantasy Star Online 2. PC, 24.99. Oof. Yeah, still a little bit out of my budget, that one. So you're not... Okay, okay, there we go. As always. All talk... I- Nothing to back it up. You're like a little... You're the dog the postman fears, but when he finally opens the gate, he sees a little chihuahua there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fantasar Online 2, PC, May 27th. The long-awaited free-to-play online RPG Fantasar Online 2 has finally come. Where revolutionary gameplay features such as endless adventures, hybrid custom action, and unprecedented character customization. This is the RPG that will surpass all your expectations. To play Fantasy Star Online 2 online on Xbox One, subscription to Xbox Live Gold is required. The core game is free to play, but there's a certain paid content that can be purchased. Is this a hint of things to come? They've got Fantasy Star wrapped up as an exclusive. They've got uh, Yakuza on Games Pass. Is it just a foregone conclusion that they've already bought Sega? It could be. It could be. Well, up next, let me pull this rotten-looking title out of the boot. It's Recky on PC, May 27th. Fresh technical drawing aesthetics meet elegantly designed logic challenges in this minimalist puzzle game with just a dash. Just a wee sniff of colour. Um... Dungeon Defenders Awakened on PC, May 28th. Dungeon Defenders Awakened is a co-op tower defense. Yay. Combined with action-adventure RPG combat, you'll be able to join forces up to four players to take on a never-ending army of orcs, demons, and dragons. Are your defenses strong enough to save the world of Etheria? Hmm. That'll be out on Switch before you know it. Shovelware tat. <laughs> What's next? Uh, what we've got next? Uh, Fly Punch Boom. The wildest anime fight ever. Fly super fast, smash your friends through skyscrapers and break the planet with one punch. Up to four players local and two online. Give us the date and formats that's coming out on or is it on Mega Drive? Uh, that is on Switch and PC, May 28th. Mm. Shantae and the Seven Sirens, PS4, Xbox One, Switch and PC, May 28th. Shantae, whoever thought Shantae from the Game Boy Color needed a sequel well it's had plenty now and it's had more fanfare than any other game Shantae is back in an all new tropical adventure in a fifth outing can you believe that the half genie hero gains new fusion magic abilities to explore a vast sunken city makes new half life genie friends half genie friends sorry my bad and battles the as a Freudian and battle the seven sirens in her biggest most thrilling quest yet hmm uh, we've got uh, the penult- 
Ultimate. Those who remain, Xbox One, PC, May 28th. As the lights go out, the embers of darkness are stoked in the sleepy town of Dormont. Confront uncomfortable horrors, keep your sanity in check and survive the night in the story-driven first-person psychological thriller. That looks pretty good. Although you probably need the last one because I presume it's your mummy mummy. Yeah. picked my, my mummy mummy this week's XCOM 2 on the Switch, May 29th. I love it the way 2. you say mummy mummy. Mumsy, mumsy. Mumsy, mumsy. X- mummy, mummy. Mummy, mummy, mummy. <laughs> XCOM uh, 2. It's a sequel to XCOM Enemy Unknown, the 2012 award-winning strategy game of the year. Earth has changed and it's now under alien rule. Facing the impossible odds, you must rebuild XCOM and ignite the global resistance to reclaim our world and save humanity. Excellent. Uh, Tom, those that paid attention at the top of the show know that we're in the segment where I ask you what you're hoping to play. Ooh. Going to be a quiet one for the next few weeks, I think, for me. Um, I can only really afford to get Last of Us 2. I've about dabbled in everything back catalogue I can. Um, that, I, that I own, anyway. It'll just be online gaming, really, this week. Okay. So, well, yeah, straightforward for me. Um, what will I be doing? Uh, Stranded Deep. Although I got a bit frustrated in that the other day. I got trapped in a boat and drowned. Um more adventures on my raft that I've made. Um, maybe I'll get Hunter, Call of the Wild, but I maybe need to simmer down, um, stop spending money. I've got Doom coming in the post for the 32X. I know I could have bought better things, but I wanted another 32X game. I threatened it the other day, and now I've put some teeth in it. Um, I'm still waiting for Snatcher to turn up, my repro copy in the post. I'll get all over like a rash when it finally gets here. Um, what else? Minecraft, obviously. Um, I might go crazy and buy Hunter Call of the Wild 2019. I might. Or I might just do something sensible like uh, play Farming Simulator 19. Um, i trying to think what else. I've got, I've got a copy of Rebel Assault 2 coming for the PS1, which is intriguing after playing the first one. Uh oh! I tell you one thing. I was tempted by talking of not wanting to spend money, but uh, do you remember that Saints and Sinners game, Walking Dead, that came out for the Oculus? That yeah. everyone raved about. It's actually a real life survival game set in the Walking Dead universe. It's got good graphics and mechanics, and is actually a really good game. That's out for PSVR. Yeah. Oh wow! And it looks amazing. Um, it, I mean, it crept on the platform, as far as I can tell, with very little fanfare. I haven't seen anyone review it. You know, the normal likes of Push Square jumping up and slapping reviews out left in Chelsea for clickbait and all that sort of dribble. None of that. Not barely been mentioned. Uh, I think it came out either last week or the week before. It got completely drowned out. So I might get that. I might get that. Um, maybe. Uh, but other than that... I think that's it, Tom. Is that all we've got time for now, do you reckon? This is. Are you happy? I'm happy. Okay. Well, then, that's all we have time for this week. Listeners, as always, thank you for your time. We look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy gaming. Remember, there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do with it that counts. Whatever Tom's just been drawing, that's also going to be an additional bonus feature for the next... uh, (laughs) 
You heard the noise in the background. What has he been drawing? Or were you pulling your leg hairs out? Yeah. Wow. So they get a collection of his leg hairs and whatever they want. eBay. Off comedy. <laughs> Tom, see you next week. See you next week.